Welcome to Raising Nashville. I'm Bucky. Juice box. And that tuba stink? Not, I think that's stained. Stained. Do you remember? Yeah, remember stained? I do now. Um, that pretty much sums up my feelings about this show and the absence of it. Yes, that's what I was gonna say. It's like I kind of wanted to open it and just say, "What's been going on? <laughs> what has been going on, Juicebox?" I think I have maybe seen you three times since the last episode aired, which was back in December. Yeah. So, with that said, what's been going on? Well, um, much like most of Nashville, you know, we woke up Christmas morning to a big chunk of downtown being blown up. Laser Quest. Laser Quest. Laser Quest. I think I went to Laser Quest on my 30th birthday. Yeah. And I invited a bunch of my friends, and we had a blast. Like, we were in church camp with 12 years old when they would take you to Laser Quest. We were 30-year-olds out there just elbowing kids left and right. Yeah. And there's no more Laser Quest. No more Laser Quest. No more Hooters. Hooters. I can't tell you how many times I have eaten lunch at Hooters when I work downtown. Yeah. And I, for the wings. I went there a few times. We have this picture that um, comes up on it. Like, you know, we've got one of those picture screenscapers on our television. And uh, it's, it cycles through. And every once in a while, it shows this photo that from when we went downtown, when the pandemic, like, first kicked and everything was, like, closed. But, yep. you know, you could still kind of go downtown and just walk around a little bit. And it's Barrett, like, outside of that Hooters, like, looking up at the sign. Like, he's, it's just a funny, like, moment in time or whatever. And now that whole block is just blown up. One day, kid. One day we'll be able to go in those doors. Um, Rocket Fizz also. Like, that place exploded. Rocket and, like, Fizz. If you saw those videos Christmas morning or days after or weeks after, because, you know, in some case it's still being covered... But if you saw those lot like those uh, viral videos of the guy running down the street after the bomb happened, rocket fizz. There was like gumballs all over the street. I mean, yeah. there was like shattered, random colas from Utah, like all over the street. I mean, can you imagine the smell of that? Like all those random sodas. I mean, they have like ranch flavored sodas. They have yep. all just. I mean, just the sweet. I don't know. Candy everywhere. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I guess we should say too, like, I I don't, you know, we're not joking about it or anything, but it is very good that obviously no one except for the guy that blew himself up died. Sure. So, you know, there there is a silver lining. <laughs> I, I don't even know where I'm going. I don't know where I'm going with that. Do you think Sabaros will reopen? Uh, I hope so. I want to go and get in my favorite New York slice. Yeah, I mean, I think Sabaros has survived quite a bit. I mean, a lot of those businesses had because the flood went up into those businesses. You know, the exact same ones that got destroyed by this bomb on Christmas morning. So when you say that Nashville has gone through, you know, tornadoes and a pandemic and a uh, bomb and you know floods and things like that. <laughs> yeah, those businesses that sit between Second Avenue and First Avenue have gotten the worst of it over and over and over again. Yeah, but I mean, even that, even that said, 
this is way worse. Like the, those yeah. buildings will probably have to be demolished. I mean, one of them already collapsed. I'm not sure. I can't mm-hmm. remember which building it was, but there's a collapsed building in there. I mean, it's so crazy. Our friend Berger used to live in that one building that was blown right up that was there. like right next to Hooters. Like, like yes, he. I mean, I I feel bad for the people who were, you know not forced but asked to leave their houses at 5 like 30 5:45 in the morning yeah. uh, it it would have been very confusing for anybody but thank god and thank god for the sixth man of the titans you know last game which was uh the six officers that walked around and got those people out of their houses right if you saw that video that officer was right next to that vehicle like 30 seconds before it blew up yeah i mean and it's insane what they're willing to do we're very thankful for that yes that has been happening what else has been going on so real quick i want to i don't want to jump off this yet okay I want to talk about the dude that blew that did this bombing. Okay. So just real quick, you know, we don't obviously don't know anything for sure yet. You know, there's been speculation and there's been some like, you know, he supposedly sent letters to some people that he knew or his close friends or something like that. But before the off the rails part, <laughs> obviously the guy like gifted two houses to some random, you know, uh, reporter woman in California. Right. Yeah. And then he, apparently was building this bomb over time in his yard that you could see over his fence from the street because he lived on a kind of hill. Yeah. And it just blows me away that how would you build something that big, you know, without anybody knowing. Okay. So I'm going to be 100% honest, like across the street from where I live right now, there has been an RV outside of their house for the entire time i've lived here you know like i've i'm not thinking anything shady's going on there i've seen people come in and go out of it like i don't really think anything about it so down the street from me too i get it now every time obviously a lot of people every time you see an rv you get a little bit nervous because before this happened in downtown nashville the worst that could happen in an rv was a meth lab Right. I mean, let's be honest. Like, yeah. if somebody's got a meth lab next door, sure, that could blow up, but yeah. it also could make a lot of money. <laughs> okay. We learned that, you know, and that's just pop culture. Anyway, I want to get back to, like, the speculation that this dude was, like, looking, like, believed in reptile people, like, which we have talked about on a podcast prior. We uh, have. And I feel bad because that podcast has gotten a lot of hits lately. If you guys are following, conspiracies are in right now. Yeah. I mean, they are in. And we did some... Before they were popular, like a lot of things on Raising Nashville podcast, we covered it. And we went so far as to do a second episode on it because the first episode was so popular. Yeah. This is before this last year of, you know, our presidency and everything that's going on. And Uh now conspiracies are just huge. So now we're getting a ton of listens on, like, insurance on the Titanic and stuff like that. (laughs) Right. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, we did more, I don't know, the conspiracies we did, I think, were a little more lighthearted. I don't know. Than, I agree. Than, than what's going on currently. Um, but what I was getting at is like, I started to look back into that lizard people thing a little bit more. Okay. And I found this, like, I couldn't confirm that this was a hundred percent true, but I saw some stuff that was talking about the whole thing, like the whole idea of lizard people, like running things 
was an actual metaphor for Jewish people. And it was like a way around people to get like around these anti-Semitism laws. Like it was like their code speak for for um, Jews. Yes, because so you know Jews that, are li- lizard people. Yeah, because I mean that's the old conspiracy is that you know all yes. the all these conspiracies lead back to Jewish people rule the yes, world or whatever. Of you know? course. Um, so that's what it was. It was like they started like using this code talk and saying lizard people, and then so a lot of people like we're listening to this radio show or whatever they were talking about, didn't get the metaphor and thought that they were actually talking about lizard people that had like invaded the world. And then I guess other people (laughs) took it and just went crazy with it. Holy cow. So that is a conspiracy on top of a conspiracy, but that's just something to think about. It was like, dang man, is that the whole thing just started on like, just is that like anti-Semitism? Is that a men in black mentality? Like you've, you know, you've seen Men in Black. They thought that, what was it, aliens? Everybody was an alien. I think, you know, at one point, who knows, the president was an alien. They had that video screen up there. Yeah. They think that they're actually lizard people. Yeah. I mean, I guess I guess so. That's what we, that's what we talked about on the podcast. So anyway, we, who know, we will probably never know unless one of these people that he sent the letter to eventually like leaks it to the press or something, you know, like that's the only way I think we're going to find out about this. But who even knows, like the uh, FBI or something could have like tracked down these people and confiscated the letters or done, you know, who even knows, sure. man. Um, and I'm sure that story will continue. It, it is 2021 you know a lot of people thought that this year would be the year of reckoning we we have a new president Mm -hmm. uh currently and that's not the reason we picked up these mics again and decided to record a podcast but we do but a lot of people just thought 2021 would be you know that year you know 2020 is erased all of a sudden we start over there is a transition period for those out there who don't understand that concept right um I, i just always like to think back um from the memes from like three years ago when people were saying 2017 was like the worst year ever. Or they had no idea. Because <laughs> it was like, didn't Prince, I think Prince died in 2017 and uh, I don't know, several other celebrities and sure. some other shit happened. It was just like, this is the worst year ever. It's like, no. You had no idea what was coming. But I mean, here is to 2021. Um, you know, we are back on the air. And the best part about this episode of the podcast is the fact that neither of us. Uh, had to research anything to come to the table this week. We just came with what we wanted to talk about, and that is, you know, very refreshing. Yeah, I mean, it was nice to not have to study on anything. I mean, I have been just, like, headlong into the Internet anyways with just, like, diving into how deep this um, Q conspiracy goes with people and just, like, what, I mean. If you pizza when you're supposed to French fry, you're going to have a bad time. It's it it will take you down places you never thought you no. wanted to go. Yeah. So <laughs> and when you're there you just want to climb to the top. Um so Juicebox said, "Hey, just bring something you want to talk about." So this week I want to talk about something that has been on my mind ever since yesterday. Um yesterday <laughs> I was riding around and I said, "Hey, I want to listen to a little old school rap." So I got into uh TI. Uh I I used to be a huge T.I. fan. I think I'm saying that right. T.I. Yeah. It's not T.I. It's uh, however you want to say it. <laughs> T.I. So I'm a big fan. 
Um, back in the day, I used to listen to his music, and I forgot about this song that he had with Justin Timberlake. So I started getting into this thing with Justin Timberlake. I'm like, I, I was a big fan of his, too. And then I was thinking, as I'm on my probably second Justin Timberlake song from OG Justified, I'm like, what happened to Justin Timberlake? Mm-hmm. Where has he been? Have you heard anything about him? A couple of years ago, this guy is on top of the world, right? Movies, number one records. He's on everybody's album, like Jay-Z and Drake and everybody else. Chris Stapleton, who knows? He bought MySpace. I, no, that was in a movie, right? No. What do you mean he bought MySpace? He bought MySpace. He uh, he owns MySpace now. When he, that's one thing that he bought with all his money. Like he bought it from whoever owned it after whoever owned it after Tom created it. Is he trying to bring back MySpace? Is this like the movie? What, what was that? The Facebook movie uh, yeah. where he play is he plays the guy from Napster, I think, or something like that. Yeah. Um, but I started to think I'm like, man, like two or three years ago, let's say circa 2017, Justin Timberlake is on top of the world. He is everything. He's bigger than Bruno Mars. He's bigger than, I mean, at that time he was like rock status, right? So Justin Timberlake on top of the world drops two albums in one year. It's like a dual album, mm-hmm. then drops something else. He's in movies. He's doing all kinds of things. Since then, nothing. Quarantine, perfect time to come out and say, hey, I did this, or I did that, or I did this, or here's my live. He has not done anything all year. Mm-hmm. And I started to research it. I was like, man, what happened to Justin Timberlake? Like, I even Google, where is Justin Timberlake, right? And no, <laughs> nothing comes up. No, I'm, I'm kidding. A lot of things come up. Apparently, he sang a song at the inauguration that I completely missed or wasn't televised. Um, did you see that? No, I stopped watching our inauguration. Yeah, yeah. I was on like the front end and the back end. Like right. I, I tuned in when they were walking into the White House. I have no idea why. Yeah. It's like the turn around and wave and walk in the doors. Anyway, so Justin Timberlake, second, he's got something else right now that is trending in the news. He is apparently in a movie, stars in a movie that goes straight to Amazon. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if today's time means that's a good thing or not. It's not a blockbuster. So I looked into this, and I, I just wanted to like find out more, I guess, about the movie. So is this the movie that was shot in New Orleans? It was shot in New Orleans. Okay, so I do know... God, I hate that I fucking know this. <laughs> Why? Uh, like JT, dude. I mean... I'm not. Yeah, I mean, I, I I like him all right, not as much as you, I guess. But the anyway. last thing he did was like Trolls, right? And Trolls yeah. was in 2016, and they did a uh, COVID Trolls World Tour, right. and that's the last thing he's done. Yeah, no, he got busted like cheating on his wife, like during the filming of that movie or something like that. Like what? pictures of him like in the French Quarter, like making out with a chick or something. I, I I could be wrong, or I could be getting the details wrong about that. But so the movie's called Palmer. And it is, I, I looked into this because I, I had to uh, obviously know what Justin Timberlake is up to. And uh, Palmer is about a guy who gets out of prison, J- Justin Timberlake, and he goes back to his hometown and he has a bunch of trouble in his hometown. And there's a kid there and he kind of gravitates towards the kid and they, they you know, develop this friendship. Mm-hmm. Not a lot going on really in the trailer at all, except the fact that Justin Timberlake 
obviously has played this role before in Black Snake Moan. <laughs> he comes like. back from the war or whatever it was and tries to rekindle these relationships in his hometown. And the whole time I'm watching this trailer, I'm like, dude, like, what is this? No wonder it's going straight to Amazon. You're just doing what you know. Yeah. I wonder if he was like a producer or like helped write it or something like that. And honestly, like, Selling your movie to Amazon, I mean, who knows how much they sold it for, but that's still, I mean, plenty of people would be happy to do that. I mean, I guess that's true. Uh, And I don't necessarily know if it's his movie or not, but I do know that he has not been in anything in a long time, right? His last album was kind of, a, in my opinion, a flop. It was called Man of the Woods in 2018. The 2020 experience back in 2013 was like the big thing. And you're talking seven years. So if you're going to take this big of a hiatus, Justin, you need to come back with something huge. Uh, I mean, something bigger than Amazon. You can't just walk away. It is kind of surprising. And I think it came up on actually our group chat earlier that like there hasn't been more music coming out. Like you have to think a lot of these people have like home studios and like even if they're not producing their own songs, somebody can send them a track and somebody could write their lyrics or something. You know, there's like... Wouldn't this be the perfect year to record your album? Because everybody knows you make all your money on the road, Mm -hmm. right? And you hate sometimes, some bands hate having to get into the studio with each other and make an album. Look, you now have had a year... Like, if you haven't come up with, like, your greatest work or, you know, maybe you're going through mind blocks. Maybe COVID has done something to you. I I, get that. I get that, too. As a creative person, I get that. But this is the time for every single band to, you know, there should be competition coming out in late 2021 or 2022. Every band's greatest album. Maybe that's what we get from COVID. Maybe that's the reward. Every band's greatest album. Yeah, you might be right. Maybe that people are recording, but they're just waiting until they can tour to actually start releasing some stuff because that's where the money, that's the only way you make money off of it. It's going to be a dog eat dog world when all of this comes back because there's going to be so many concerts to choose from, hopefully. And it's just, you pick and choose. Yeah. So how do you feel about the alleged rumor that you have to show proof of vaccine to get into some of these shows that are going to be happening in the summer, allegedly. I'm not sure if that was ever 100% confirmed, but... No, and somebody asked me this earlier uh, a couple of weeks ago, and I said, man, I'm going to tell you what. If Fish is playing downtown, I will get a shot in the parking lot to go into that concert, right? (laughs) If... Any of these, if Justin Timberlake comes, yes, I'm outside waiting in line to get a vaccination right before I go in. Okay. Well, let me um, explain to you that (laughs) the vaccine does not work like that. And you would have to get two doses like to have the full on like immunity or, you know, 90. Just hook me up to one of those things that you just roll around with you like in the hospital and I will walk into the concert just as long as they think that it's, you know, cycling through my veins. Right, that's how much I miss concerts, and I've that's I've shared the sentiment with a lot of you out there. I think so. Yeah, <laughs> I'm are you not, are you not getting a vaccine to go to a concert or a card? I, no, I mean I'm gonna be honest. Like I'm probably gonna get the vaccine like as soon as I'm eligible or sure. it's available for me. Like we had our whole episode about vaccines. 
you know, I think I even said on there, like something that hasn't been tested always makes me a little bit wary, but at the same time, you know, people are getting it now. There hasn't really been side effects, you know, besides for like in less than, you know, a half a percent of people or something like that. So I don't know. Bring it on. Cause I, I need to get back to like more sense of normalcy. Sure. And that's an incredible point you bring up. Go back and listen to our vaccine episode. We need to do that because I guarantee you we said something on there. I mean, this is way before COVID, yeah. you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, this is what well, I can't even remember the title of the episode, but we went in depth on vaccinations and the history of them and why you should get them and why you shouldn't get them. That episode was called Shot in the Thigh. Oh, God, what was it? Shot in the Thigh. It was a Bon Jovi pun. It was. It was probably the longest title of the episode we have ever had. That was the first episode I professed my love of Bon Jovi. (laughs) So I'm going to change gears here a little bit and talk about myself. Okay. (laughs) Um, So we've, I mean, we've told most of our close friends and Dana's put it on Facebook, but if anybody out there doesn't know, we are expecting our second kid in June. Yes. I wish I had one of those bow, 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 like those little horns right there. Thanks, man. Yeah, we're we're excited. Um we found out we're having a girl, which is cool. So we'll have all American white family married couple with a boy and a girl. Yep. Boy is the older brother, girl is the younger sister. Yep. That's how it works. You mm-hmm. you don't have the picket fence yet, but I'm sure it's coming. Yeah. Nah. We're not that rich. No. <laughs> um so yeah, so that's the whole thing has been interesting because you know we talked about it in former episodes, kind of like that journey the first time through, and like, sure. I, you know, this time around, like it's just weird. Like I'm not allowed to go. You know, I was allowed to go to the first ultrasound with her. You mm-hmm. know, but only that. Like I wasn't allowed to go into like the her's a doctor appointment, which I got to go to every single time last time, which I thought was great you know i felt like way more connected and the doctor was like explaining things and if i had questions you know she would answer them and as a man it really helps you to be in every single one of those meetings so if one of if your pregnant wife says hey i gotta go to the doctor this meeting always go and that's something we did do episodes on back you know yeah a couple of years ago in regards to you know what happens before what happens while you're going to the hospital and what happens after mm-hmm. and that is one of the most important things you absolutely can do yeah so i'm missing out on that so which sucks it does it really sucks and it makes me feel like it's just weird it's like i feel like less con- not less connected but just I, I don't know it just doesn't seem as real which is weird to say i mean i feel like that's putting it the wrong way but it's just with covid do they allow you to go into the delivery room yeah okay i'm sure that and and that you know she'll be due she's due in june so you know hopefully in june yep things are progressing more as far as like the vaccine goes and stuff you know hopefully we're not in the same place we are now so that's been interesting. You know, we live out here in Madison and like our house is a good size. Um, but we're thinking, you know, having to think about moving, changing Dana's office into Barrett's room. And now our daughter's going to be taking up his old room and Dana loses her office. And our, it's just a, it's a weird mess the, yep. that, that COVID just like makes harder. You yep. know, it's no. like it wouldn't be a big of a deal if like both of us weren't having to work from home a majority of the time also. Sure. And can you imagine if you had the baby last year or, you know, you had to go through 
this time with that. What we obviously have hope that you know this summer everything's coming right, and yeah. hopefully we're going to be back to some at least fifty percent. Give me fifty percent normalcy by this summer, right? And it, it really helps when you're kind of having a kid. Um, the whole COVID situation. Yeah, that's. I mean, that's exactly it. Just like. Let me get to a point where I feel comfortable. Like, obviously, we're both wearing masks right now, you know. Let me get That's to the why p- you can't hear the beauty in our voices. <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I just want to get to the point where it's like our friends can come over and hang out and help out and, you know, or just be there to talk to or something because that's the whole, you know, that's the hardest thing. Like, it'll be different now because we have Barrett here too. So, that, you know, there's another person around and there's a little more interaction. I don't know what I'm getting at. No, get get but, from someone in experience, give it I know it's hard to say this now, but give it exactly two, three years, and in two or three years, they will entertain each other to the ends of the earth, and you will not even be able to come near them because they're playing with each other. Yeah. And that's gonna be awesome. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um anyway, so that's just like I feel like I blathered on there about You're having just, a like, kid. Ra- yeah. So, yeah, and I'm just, like, experiencing all these, like, big life changes, but at the same time, everything's, like, locked down and everything's different and weird. That's the whole point of Raising Nashville and the Raising Nashville podcast is we're dads that have kids, and now you get to go through it again. We started <laughs> this to podcast. This shit out. We start. It's almost come full circle because we started this podcast because, you know, you were freshly a father. Yeah. You know, and we had three guys that had kids – Three different ages, mm-hmm. or four different ages, actually. And, you know, we wanted to talk about our different experiences, and now you are living it over. Um, yeah. And, and, and that's pretty insane. And I don't know, like, <laughs> I'm going through, like, the trauma. Because, you know, we talked about it before, but, like, Barrett didn't sleep and cried, like, all the time for the first several months. And I'm, like, having just, like, flashbacks of that every so often. We're scrolling through videos on my phone of, like, Barrett when he was a baby and showing, you know, talking to him about babies and whatnot. <laughs> and I'm, like, find a video of him just screaming his head off. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> How incredible. Please just don't be like that again. Uh, speaking of raising Nashville podcast, I mean, we, we obviously started this on a premise, and it wasn't only dads raising children. It was also, you know, the city of Nashville, goings on, history, stuff like that. And uh, I have some news that I'm actually starting a tour company here in Nashville. Sweet. What is it? Um, It is called Once Upon a Mime. And it is a (laughs) tractor downtown. In fact, if you guys remember, old boy, when he left our podcast, you know, six months ago, however many episodes, he went to start a business called Once Upon a Mime. (laughs) Actually, no. It was he, called Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. No, he started Don't Go Chasing Waterfalls. Now, we talked about Once Upon a Mind before, but now I'm bringing it to reality. So what it is, it is, is a tractor kind of deal. You've seen them downtown. Open air school buses, things like that. We're going to have a big vehicle with open air. You get on the vehicle, and there are six mimes that we have on staff. And these mimes are going to teach you how to mime 
while you are going down, up and down the hustle and bustle of Broadway. So it's loud down there. You know, we're going to be COVID friendly because mimes don't touch each other, right? We stay apart. We, you know, they're going to teach you how to mime. By the time that it's over, you're going to have the best time because you will be going down Broadway silent. You will be a mute the rest of the night. Okay, I have a lot of questions about this. Please. Okay, first off, are we talking about mimes like you have white paint on your face, like that type of thing? You do. It is also It doubles as face painting. So you get on the vehicle, you sit down. Our mimes, our professionally trained mimes are going to walk around. They're going to paint your face with the white and the black. We are going to switch you, uh, switch your, you know, outfit a little bit. We're going to give you the little hat and we're going to give you like, you know, the red sash. Um, and then we're going to, this is a very specific vibe. And then they're going to stand up and they're going to teach you how to mime. It, It is a craft that a lot of people don't understand that they need. And when they see it, they want it so badly. It's like juggling. People need juggling? Juggling is good for all senses, you know, so is miming. <clears throat> Learning how to mime is an extreme art, and it is, goes back centuries and centuries. <sighs> okay, so <laughs> I don't even know. So all I'm doing is giving the people what they want, right? I think this is a great idea. I think a lot of companies are going to, I hate to say this, but a lot of companies are going to fold downtown, like the big green tractors and the people who were all anti-government you know, government or whatever it was, anti-masks, that tractor downtown. Doesn't that seem like a million years ago at this point? Really, <laughs> it does. And it was only like nine months ago. Right. Um, so there's going to be a lot of these businesses that are going to have to fold and you know take it back to the house. And I think this is a perfect time, call, call it capitalism, if you will, to bring Once Upon a Mime on Broadway. It's kind of like a show. People on the street get a, you know get a show. You get to learn how to be a mime, and then all of a sudden, everybody's looking at everybody. And isn't that what Broadway's about? See, I'm confused because I thought that everybody hated mimes. I don't think so. I uh... love mimes. Every time I go to a carnival and I see a mime, I just want to go up and see them pull the rope, you know, or I want to see them do their thing. I'm not an obnoxious guy that tries to go up and make the mime break that that's weak right you want to see a mime succeed and that is what we're going to do on once upon a mime it's very cost effective and we're going to give discounts to anybody staying in a hotel downtown so at what point do they have to like you can't talk right you can't talk on the you cannot talk that is a waiver you sign when you get on the bus as soon as you step on there are no words until you step off if you break those rules, we'll give you a warning, and then the next time you gotta get off. Huh? We take we take this craft and job very seriously. All right, uh, I'm looking forward to seeing a bus full of mimes downtown. Won't it be incredible in a niche market? I'm talking nobody else in the country has this. We're starting it here, and then the next destination. Orlando, Florida. Hell yeah. Disney World, watch out. So that's what I have been working on. I mean, having a kid and starting a business is a big deal. Um, You know, both of those things, not the same by any means whatsoever. 
No, I, I feel like I really should have gone. Well, I did. I, I went first, so that's good. <laughs> but with all of that being said, what we want to say to you is thank you for tuning in to another episode of Raising Nashville Podcast. It was uh, refreshing to get back in the studio and do something that we haven't done in a few weeks now. Yeah, it feels weird. It does. Um, we you know, have to say that this might not be as consistent as it has been in the past. Um, in the past, we've released one episode every single week for 80-something episodes. You know, yeah. We took a break or two here and there, but that is a lot. It's straining. I want to say, as I've said many times before, Juicebox is really the driver behind every single technical thing that goes on with this show. My hat's off to him. I would get on my knees and bow down if we weren't so close together, and that would have breached the six feet. Yeah, that that would be weird anyways. Well, I mean, I want to say thanks to you for doing bulk of the research. You know, it's like it all it all kind of balances out. Um, and it's fun for us. And now you're having a kid and I'm starting a business. We might have things that we want to talk about and we want yeah. to bring to you. Um, we just need to take some time, as everybody does right now, Winter is here. It's not coming anymore. And, you know, it, this is time to stay in your homes, reflect with your families, and take some fucking CBD, man. Yeah. That, it, it helps through all of this. We want to give a shout out to our sponsor, Two Tour CBD. You know, always, if you've listened to this show before, you know the deal. 15% free shipping. Go to twotours.com. Type in Raising Nashville somewhere, you'll get something. Yeah, you get free, yeah, whatever. It is awesome. Um, we are happy to bring this back to you guys, and we hope you stay safe, are happy. Yeah, and um, I don't know. We'll see you guys sometime in the future. Not sure when, but we're going we're gonna to get our shit together and then get some more episodes going. In the meantime, all you need to do is message us any way you can. Twitter, Instagram, Facebook, message us. You got episodes you want us to do? You just want to say hi? You want to say how much you love us? Yeah. Just send us a message. Don't like anything. We don't need the people to know in that. Yeah. Just message us, and we will talk to you. Yeah, honestly, if you have an idea for an episode and you want to come on and talk about it with us, fucking send us an idea, man. We can set it up. Dolly Parton just turned 75. Happy birthday. Justin Timberlake, get the fuck back. I feel really bad saying that he cheated on his wife earlier now. I don't know if that was true. Let's look into that. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk about it on the next one. We'll see you guys later. You were my son. You were my earth. You didn't know all the ways I loved you. No. Took a chance made of a plan But I bet you didn't think That they would come crashing down No People don't have to say What's your day? I already know I'm down to run There's just no chance You can be Don't ever be Don't it make you sad about